When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't let dry eyes hold you back. Try Sustain Eye Drops from Chemist Warehouse starting from $11.99. And South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. This is Blues Brothers with Steve Devine and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. 29 away from 8 o'clock, Craig McGrath, the assistant coach of the Blues, is coming on a little bit later on in the hour. This is, of course, Blues Brothers with myself, Ricardo Ball, and Steve Devine. Thanks to South Seas Healthcare, Auckland's largest Pacific wellbeing service provider. And Steve, uh, what a win. First week out. Um, and I, I thought we'd win, but there was a little bit of nerves because... The Highlanders' locks looked pretty good, and I think beginning of last year we were favourites to win. Played all the rugby and ended up losing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good scoreline, but I, yeah, I don't know. I think it wasn't their best game. I, I was, I don't want to say disappointed. I was happy they won, and I was nervous beforehand because it's always hard to go down there. But yeah, they just I don't know. They didn't perform as a gelled unit as I thought they may have, and. You know, there's there's still early days in the comp, and there's you know a lot of room. But yeah, I just thought they would have been a bit sharper on attack in terms of creating tries. A lot of their tries came from a turnover, runaway, length of the field type stuff, which is which is good. But I they did, I didn't feel like they created a lot for me. Yeah, that's actually a fair call um, because I I, I, try, I think there was three of them weren't there in the first half that were long range tries. In fact. I was sitting uh, with my missus. I was telling Joey Wheeler this the other night on Super South. Sitting with my missus, watching it, and she's not really watching. And then she looked up at one point and went, "Is this highlights?" <laughs> because, you know, when, 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 when we scored three tries in seven minutes, because it did feel a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was slow, and then boom, it was it was all into it, and then it then it slowed down again. And they, I don't know, last year as well, the Blues got they sometimes got in patches where they they just struggled, and particularly. I mean, they they got better towards the end of the season, particularly early in the season. Like the first game last year against the Hurricanes, they were up the whole game by a lot, and then somehow lost it with three tries in the last three minutes. You know, it was um, so they I don't know they get themselves into these little ruts and they they struggle, and it's um, it's a concern, but it is early days. Yeah, it is early days. Uh, top of the table with the, yes. the plus forty uh, points difference, which which helps. But uh, in terms of the team, I mean, I looked at that team. There were thirteen All Blacks in the starting fifteen. Um, I, I don't see how that team gets any better in terms of what you put out on the paddock, what Leon can put out there. Yeah, it's pretty stacked. When it's when it's hot, it's hot. Obviously, that you know they'll they'll pick up a few uh, injuries during during the year, and they're obviously going to rotate a few players here and there as well, just because it's a long competition. So, um, a good start. They'd be happy with the points on the board. It's five, and it was a win. It wasn't a bit of an ugly win, to be fair. From from you know, from what I think they were trying to achieve towards the end of last year. Oh, things may have changed a little bit, um, you know, what they're trying to achieve this year. But from where they were last year, I, I just didn't really see that cohesion. A lot of those players have played a bit of footy together now. 
I thought it'd be a, just a little bit more structured, I guess. But, you know, they took their chances with the unstructured and, you know, when, they, when they're hot, they're hot, right? Yeah, well, exactly. And you, you don't say no to that because you'll play plenty of games where you play all the footy yeah. and maybe don't get what you deserve out of it, right? Yeah. So, you know, now that, you know, looking forward a little bit to the Brumbies and a few Aussie teams coming up, you know, they, they got their chance now to be bullies and maybe play to a structure and, um, and yeah, just bully teams. That's what they need to do against the Aussies. Well, you, you mentioned the Brumbies. Uh, they, had, they had a good game last week against the, uh, against the Tars. They had been very almost European-style, British-style rugby, right? Yeah. Stephen Larkham coming back, he's spent three years coaching in Munster, but we know what sort of a player he was. So are people expecting a bit more flair from the Brumbies under Larkham? I think people are expecting some more Stephen Larkham flair, but I don't think they're going to get it. You know, they. I don't think they're good enough to to do that. I think they're they're good at what they do, which is that Northern Hemisphere style. And uh, I don't think they'll win games. Like, okay, if we just look at the Reds against the Hurricanes, we just spoke about the Hurricanes. I mean, they tried to play New Zealand football against us and just got smashed, right? And yeah. I, I think the Brumbies, if they try and bring that game against the New Zealand teams, they're just going to get smashed. So. You know, if they want to go deep in the competition, that's what coaches need to do. Otherwise, they don't hang on to their jobs. Um, I think the Brumbies will resort back to, after a few weeks of trying, they will resort back to that boring. Just just play the 10-man rugby? and Play the 10-man rugby, uh, play for advantages, kick your penalty goals. Um, if you can't pick your penalty goals, you kick for a corner and, and do the rolling more, which they do very well. And it's ugly and it's boring. But, you know, when you need to win, that's that's what they'll do. Now, they beat the Waratahs last week. I thought the Waratahs looked pretty good in patches. Um, do you think they can challenge the Brumbies to be the top Australian team? Um, the Waratahs always rate themselves very highly, always have. Um, you know, um, you know the young Max Jorgensen on the wing, he, he did pretty well. He, he went to my old school, actually, so um, a long family history with the Jorgensons over there, and it was good to see him get a run around. But I don't know, they're pinning their hopes on an 18-year-old first year out of school. I, you know, I think... I think it's pretty criminal. Most you've got to get special dispensation in New Zealand to play Super Rugby first year out of school. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I fear for the poor kid. Um, he's going to come up against some bigger, stronger people um, in New Zealand, and I, I hope they look after him. I hope they don't throw him out there every weekend, week out because it's not good for an eighteen-year-old. It's going to be interesting, all right. I mean, uh, there was some talk. Uh, who was it talking to actually out of out of Aussie that was mentioned mentioned it? Uh, it might have been uh, Daniel Manu actually said that um, he came through at the same time as um, uh, who's at the Roosters now, Joseph Suwali, and they and yeah. and he was you know basically they they the Roosters were after both and only got one. Uh, but I wonder for Australian rugby if they they got they kept the wrong one. Um, yeah, Swale, he's a, he's a special beast. I, I did a bit of coaching in Aussie um, the last few years before COVID, and he was uh, playing for a school called Kings, and he was, he was a special talent. You could tell as a, as a 15-year-old he was playing first 15, and he, he, had, he had the X factor. And, you know, the league, the league teams chased him pretty hard. And um, Max Jorgensen, his dad, Peter Jorgensen, uh, he, played a, he played league. Yep. Um, he started in rugby, played for the Wallabies, and then went to league. So there is a connection there. And... Um, it was good to see him stay, but they need to look after him. You, you, you just can't put a kid in these competitions and, and expect um, brilliance week in and week out. Like, yeah, you can get up for a game here or there. And yeah, he did well, but it was against an Aussie team. It wasn't against, um, you know, it wasn't against one of the bigger hitters in one of the New Zealand teams. Well, I, what, I, I just really hope they look after him. He's a kid, mate. 
Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Um, a bloke in his position, I think, uh, is going to come up in a moment because I'm going to ask you uh, for the uh, DHL. I, I wonder. I wonder who you're talking about here, yeah, mate. The, the DHL Super Rugby Pacific is back uh, with DHL, and we're doing a, uh, a Player of the Week. So, who's your Blues Player of the Week? Uh, mate, on it's a pretty hard one. Um, no, <laughs> mate, what a what a performance it was by Mark. Eh? He have you seen anyone beat that many people in a game? Run 250 odd meters and. Two tries, two try assists. It was uh, it was uh, it was a special evening, and um, you know he he played some really good rugby towards the end of the year and forced himself into an All Blacks jumper and and ended up as you know as the winger of um, for that last test last year. So, but he's a special player. He just he, he's he's very underrated. Um, he just does his thing, and that's beating players, and he does it time and time and time again. And um, you know what a performance. Well, I think one of the most impo- uh, impressive things is that he he kept doing it like he was out there for the eighty, right? Seventy eighth minute, game is won, doesn't yeah. have to do anything, but goes on another run, beats. I think he beat eight players and, and fended off Billy Harmon right in that in that what, two minutes to go. Yeah, oh mate, he's yeah, uh, but he's but if you look back, he's he's done it for two years now. He's he's underrated. He's good with the ball in the air. He's tall. He's run. He's fast. He can tackle. You know, so he, in terms of wingers, you know, he he gets his hands on the ball a lot, and as as you know, if I was a coach, that's what I want from my wingers. I, I don't want a winger who stands on the wing and waits for the ball to get to him and to, to try and create something. I want someone who has his hands on the ball a lot. I want someone who chases the kicks hard. And um, he does all those things for me, and he beats players, and he scores tries. Yeah, and that's what you want him to do. That is the DHL Super Rugby Pacific uh, Man of the uh, well, Player of the Week uh, competition course moves to Melbourne this weekend. You can catch all the action live on Sky Sport. Just quickly, Steve, outside of the Blues, who impressed you this weekend as a player? Uh, I thought Billy Harmon was pretty good. I thought he had a, I thought he had a cracking game. I mean, obviously they were going backwards a lot, but, man, he's, he's a tough kid on the ball. He runs hard. Um, he, he, yeah, he, he impressed me. I, I particularly watched the Blues, the Blues uh, Highlanders match, and I thought he was, I thought he was pretty good. I mean, Dalton, Dalton, um, Dalton was pretty quiet. Mm. You know, Billy was on top of the ball probably more than um, Dalton was. Dalton got a few towards the end, but um, you know, early on, it was um, the Highlanders. You know, they held their own pretty well. Mm, they did indeed. All right, it is uh, twenty away from eight. Uh, when we come back, Craig McGrath joins us, assistant coach of the Blues. This is Blues Brothers with Chemist Warehouse, uh, the house of fragrances. And uh, joining myself and Steve Devine as assistant coach of the Blues, Craig McGrath. G'day, Craig. How are you doing? Good, boys. How are you? How are we? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. When are you, when are you heading off to uh, to Melbourne? Friday. Friday we're out um, post-training. So we head over, I think it's about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Yeah, so a couple of days in Melbourne, which will be not too bad. Mate, uh, obviously the Brumbies are the pick of the Aussie teams. Uh, that's yeah. pretty easily seen already this season after only one game. Mate, uh, what's the best way to go about beating them? Oh, discipline's a big thing, eh? Like, um, they've been doing that for about 100 years. More Kirindrani-type running lines off the off uh, line-outs and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's a, a big strength of this. So our discipline will need to be pretty good on the night and don't give them the least amount of opportunities inside our 22. Um, yeah, so that's the order of the day. What do you, what do you think the Brumbies have become so boring? <laughs> it's funny because I can't say that. Jesus, yeah, I didn't say that. <laughs> Stevie said that. Um, they play to their strengths, you know. And I know uh, Steve Larkham's back there now, so he's trying to play a, a bit of a, 
a different brand. He's trying to play, um, moving the ball around a bit. And um, they've got some quality players there, like obviously Nick White and Olaceo and uh, Debrecini played last week. So, um, yeah, I guess it's a bit of playing to their strengths. But also I know that um, with the new coaching staff and coaching appointments, they're definitely going to be a threat with the ball in hand. Um, a little bit maybe unbrumby like of recent years anyway. How much of a loss do you reckon uh, Falau Fainga is for them? Yeah, it's probably not even just, you know, there's been a couple of other losses as well. You know, they've lost Banks as well, and um, they're playing Tom Wright at fullback. Um, yeah, but definitely uh, Scott Seo is another guy that they've lost to up front. So, yeah, they've lost some quality cattle, which, um, which uh, again, presents opportunities for others, but um, it's hard to replace that experience. Mate, looking back, on the back of mold. Looking back to the Highlanders, looking back to the Highlanders match, um, where where you bigger of improvement this week? What are you what are you focusing on? Oh, look, we um we felt like we didn't exit as well as we possibly could have. Um, you know, like uh, we, yeah, we scored a lot of long range tries, but um, that was a back off of turnover or counter attack. So, um, we want to exit a little bit better. Um, our discipline was poor. Um, that. They gave we gave them some real momentum just before half time with consecutive penalties inside our twenty two and um also, you know, we've got two yellow cards and that's always difficult. One attacking with fourteen men, but two defending with fourteen men's pretty difficult. Um so yeah, we just gave them a bit of momentum through our inaccuracies around our exit and then our ill discipline. So that'll be two big areas we we're focused on this week. How did um, the the move of Cameron Sofoa into lock come about? Because I, I don't think I've ever seen him play lock. I've always seen him as a blindside at Harbour. Um, and do you think you got enough size in the locking department? Because I see there's a few guys that I've generally thought of as sixes who you guys have got listed as locks. It's um it's a bit of a trend uh, within the world, I guess. Um, locks are a rarity, especially big ones, big tall ones. Um, yeah, Cam, Cam's played a bit of lock for us pre-season. Uh, he did a great job. Um, playing and um, stepping in this week and um, uh, last week, sorry, uh, big ball carrier. What he what he lacks in height, he gives us real bang around his defensive um, collisions and breakdowns. And then also, um, you know, his, his ball carrying is really good. So look, he's got that ability to offload and break tackle. So um, yeah, what he lacks in height, he definitely gives us in other areas around the park. Mate, I see, like, uh, again, going back to the Highlanders match, it was, mate, we, we didn't really get any momentum at any stage. And, you know, that was, for me, watching last year, that was one of the highlights of the team is, is the way they got the ball and hung onto it for long phases, getting over the advantage line. Um, yeah. is, is, it, is, is it a rule change or are we still trying to do that or was it just something we didn't get right on the night last week? Oh, it's just, I think, you know, it's a combination of one, it was round one. Um, yeah. And we, we've, had, we've had a lot of guys coming back from All Black Saturday, from All Black Rest. So they've only just, it's probably their second or third game. So our second or third week of training, you know, um, there was a guys there who've played 40 minutes of rugby all year. So it's it's going to take time. And mate, we're well aware of, yep, we had a good result, but there's still plenty of work to do. And um, you're right, Stevie, that momentum and holding on to the ball and, that's when we look great. That's when we play on top of teams and and um, we start to get our offload game going. And we didn't we 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 did that in patches off the back of turnover and counter, but not not so much in phase shape. So yeah, I think it's just a, a matter of um, spending a bit more time on the field and ball and play times. You we you, you know you get gassed pretty quick now too. So um, which is a positive and a negative. So yeah. 
I was going to say, yeah, the, the, you know, lack of lack of game time for some of those All Blacks. I mean, Mark Kalia was scratchy as anything. He'll be lucky to get in the team this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, it was a, yeah, a real headache whether to decide to pick Mark again this week. Um, yeah, he went all right, didn't he? He went okay. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. So, yeah. He, uh, mate, he almost hits a golf ball as well as he plays rugby. <laughs> Is he no good? I, don't know. I can't imagine he'd be much of a golfer. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, no. It was, yeah, it was, uh, no. it was, uh, I can tell you right now, we had a golf day on Monday and uh, he's faster than, than uh, any golf ball Brett Ward hit all day. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I won't talk about Wardy's um, weight or anything, but he's, <laughs> he should be hitting it, he should be hitting it further than it goes because he's got a lot of weight and momentum in behind him, but um, yeah, maybe he was a little bit unstable in his feet uh, yeah. on that golf day. Very, very strong in the glutes is Brent Ward at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's carrying everything above his glutes. That's why. <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, now, now we've roasted uh, Brent Ward. Um, the the uh, the plan for for the Brumbies, mate. Um, do you think there'll be many changes for the team? Oh, uh, look. Um, yeah, there's some. There'll be um, there'll be some changes. Like uh, it's a long season, and we've got to give everyone opportunity. Um, but um, you know, and also reward guys that pay well because there were some guys who really uh, put their hand up, particularly in that second half. So um, yeah, there'd be some some changes. Uh, one on reward and two on opportunity. So yeah, nuts. No, expect change. Mate, there's been plenty of talk this year about uh, the new changes in the rules. Has it had a real impact? Do you, do you feel it's speeding the game up at all? Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I think there's rightful term is Dr. Brett Smith who's a he's way cleverer man than I am but um yeah we're, we're looking at our ball and play time now so the ball's in play for longer um there's less stoppages um so it's yeah there's definitely gonna have a big impact on um teams in the later part of the game um I think on average I think it's about 30 odd minutes previously and I think on the weekend our game was up to 40 minutes ball and play so it's almost, I don't know the math, you're a clever man than me, Stevie, but it's pretty high. So sounds like about points. sounds like about fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. I can't, I'm not even trying to work out the percentage, man. I couldn't tell you. I went to Waitakere College, uh, only to eat my lunch with Steve Jackson. So yeah. Um but the, it, it is but the new halfback law, uh, that's difficult. That's gives gives the team on attack the front. You know, it gives them front football too, you know, like the number eight's getting off the back and Harpik's not being able to stop or cut or put pressure at the base of the, base of the scrum just um, adds to the advantage of the attacking team and makes it really difficult for the defending team. So, um, yeah, that'll and then puts them on the front foot and then you're not recovering. So that's another law that's changed, obviously. You're breaking out some old VHS tapes of Zinni Brook back in about 92 and just seeing what he did off the back, see if you can steal any moves. Oh, not 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 that far back, mate. Probably just go back to when Stevie was playing. Just get him just some clips of him. Rushy coming off the back. Mate, is, the it, old... is it uh mate, is it worth uh putting like Caleb Clark in the number eight coming off the back to scrum straight away? Get, get It'll be interesting. Yeah, well we've got a guy who's not too bad at it at the back of the scrum, so you know Hoskins Satudu goes okay off the back, but it'll be interesting, mate, like let's see where teams go with it. Um, you know, a scrum coach go. I need every, I need all our forwards to scrum. But if teams start being innovative and doing that type of stuff, um, yeah, that'll be watched with uh, interest. 
Yeah, be certainly uh, be worth having a little bit of a play around with at training, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Imagine uh, a big, um, yeah, any any one of those big outside backs, uh, even if they feed the ball and they get a little a little pop and away with Hoskins, it'll be uh, they'll be certainly well over the advantage line quickly. Yeah, most definitely. That wouldn't be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be very good, actually. I'm going to write that one down. Good on you, mate. <laughs> call it call it divine. Oh, the, look, he's even naming, I, naming moves after himself. How good. I won't tell him we actually may, may have a move that's called divine, but oh. uh, yeah, we do. I'll keep, I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out for yeah. it on the weekend. Yeah, you'll pick it. You'll pick it a mile away. <laughs> All right. Is that the one in the sheds about 10 minutes later when the chili bit arrives? Yeah. <laughs> ah. ah, it's a guy on a yellow card having a seat. A seat, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, someone on a stretcher again, right? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that'll be you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good stuff, Craig. Thanks very much, mate, uh, for coming on. Uh, good luck over in Melbourne, mate, and safe journeys, eh? Cheers. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Cheers, guys.